to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. I'd like to talk to you today about the difference between happiness and joy. We often use happiness and joy interchangeably, but in reality, they are as foreign to one another as Mother Teresa would have been to Versailles, as the paparazzi are to discretion. It is happiness we feel when we open our Christmas presents. It is joy we feel when we're opened to the the Christmas present, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I invite you this morning to begin reveling in this Christmas joy the Holy Spirit's ostentatious gift to you today. It has been said that joy is distinctly a Christian word and a Christian thing. It is the reverse of happiness. Happiness is the result of what happens of an agreeable sort. Joy has its springs deep down inside. And that spring never runs dry, no matter what happens. Only Jesus gives that joy. He had joy singing its music within, even under the shadow of the cross. It is an unknown word and thing, except as he has sway within. It has also been said that the Christian life that is joyless is a discredit to God and a disgrace to itself. But there were no leaks in the shepherd's religion that first Christmas Eve. Let's start with them and move to the wise men, the royalty, moving from the common to the genteel, just as Jesus always does with us, starting with sinners and moving, molding, making us into something sometimes exquisite. I invite you to thrill yourself today with the emotions of the shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising him for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Can't you feel the joy, my friends? The angels are filled with it, and their joy spilled over into the shepherds' hearts. And they were so filled with this same heaven-sent joy that it spilled over into Mary's bosom filling her so completely that she was left with feelings so profound and intense that they would forever be unspeakable. And that's the way it is with joy, isn't it? 
It's contagious. It's like a blessed germ that spreads its heaven-sent infection to all those around it. And that's why I, for one, enjoy hearing people laugh in church. Isn't it true that some people have the ability to light up the room like a crystal chandelier the moment they bless a place with their presence and the winsomeness of their smile? While others, you know, have an effect more like that of a solar eclipse. Well, the Lord Jesus on that night lit up the whole world, the hearts of commoner and royalty alike, even with his cries. What a remarkable thought for any parent, that a baby's cry in the night could fill a person and light up the heavens with inexpressible and overflowing joy. I must confess, those feelings were not normally uh, uh, mine when I would hear my children cry years ago. They were quite foreign to me. Yet how well that illustrates the difference between the cry of man and the cry of God. One irritates, the other exhilarates. You know, even the lords of earth were exhilarated by the cry of God that night. Here, friends, the rich majesty of what joy does to a king. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose it went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, the shepherds represent most of us. I know they represent me, since they represent the common person. The person who does his or her best works hard and is sometimes rewarded with small pleasures. Perhaps you would include yourself along with the shepherds and myself today. For us, many things fill us with awe and wonder. But not so for royalty. For those who have dined with emperors and have been entertained by the best this world has to offer, it takes much, certainly more than a babe one would think, to bend the knee of these men and to fill them overflowing with joy. A cloth napkin would bless a shepherd, yet nothing less than the finest eastern silk would soothe these magi. Yet both alike were filled with the same joy in the presence of the manger babe. How? Because the truth is that the heart of peasant and king is the same. And so is the shape of the void there, a space that can only be filled in king and commoner alike by what the Christ child has to offer. And there we have it. While happiness fancies the flesh, joy ravishes the heart. Or as one modern sage put it, the word joy is too great and grand to be confused with the superficial things we call happiness. It was joy and peace which Jesus said he left men in his will. And Christ's inheritance began to fill hearts that first Christmas night. Yet that's what makes joy so tantalizing and yet so elusive, isn't it? To pursue joy is to lose it. 
The only way to get it is to follow steadily in the path of duty without thinking of joy and then it is sure to meet us and meet us it does. While happiness is dependent on circumstance, joy gushes forth in the most unexpected situations, on Job's ash heap, on a criminal's cross, in a Philippian jail, and on a California boulevard. The story is told of a laborer who was a mature Christian and gave a solid testimony before all who knew him. His boss came to him one day and said, You know, whatever you've got, I want. You have such peace and joy and contentment. How can I get this? The laborer said, Go to your home, put on your best suit, come down here and work in the mud with the rest of us, and you can have it. What are you talking about? I could never do that. I'm the boss. You're the worker. I can't do that. That's beneath my dignity. The boss came back a couple months later and said, I ask you again, what is it that you have and how can I get it? I told you, go put on your best suit, come down and work in the mud with us and you can have it. Again, the boss became furious and walked off. Finally, in desperation, he came back to the laborer and said, I don't care what it takes. I'll do anything. The laborer said, will you put on your best suit and come down and work in the mud? The boss agreed that he would do even that. Then the laborer said, you don't have to. And isn't it wonderful, friends, to focus our attention on Christmas, on the one day of those 365 when our joy is most complete. Dr. R.A. Torrey was one of the great Bible teachers of a past generation and founder of Biola University in Los Angeles. He and Mrs. Torrey went through a time of great heartache when their 12-year-old daughter was accidentally killed. The funeral was held on a gloomy, miserable, rainy day. They stood around the grave and watched as the body of their little girl was put away. As they turned away, Mrs. Torrey said, I'm so glad that Elizabeth is with the Lord and not in that box. But even knowing this to be true, their hearts were still broken. Dr. Torrey said that the next day as he was walking down the street, the whole thing broke anew. The loneliness of the years ahead without her presence. The heartbreak of an empty house and all the other implications of her death. He was so burdened by this that he looked to the Lord for help. He said, and just then, this fountain, the Holy Spirit that I had in my heart, broke forth with such power as I think I had never experienced before. And it was the most joyful moment I had ever known in my life. Oh, how wonderful is the joy of the Holy Ghost. It is an unspeakable, glorious thing to have your joy not in things about you, but rather a fountain ever springing up, springing up, springing up, always springing up, 365 days in every year, springing up under all circumstances unto everlasting life. And so it is. Jesus came down from his executive office, descended from his corporate boardroom, and humbled himself, entering into the mud of humanity, our humanity, landing first in a manger. By swallowing his pride, he began the great love story, the great dance of salvation that would make it possible for you and I to see God once more. 
Oh, friends, will you not humble yourselves enough today to let the flood of joy the Holy Spirit has within you gush forth and let heaven and earth know that you love Christmas because you love Jesus? Sometimes the unbridled, outrageous joy the children display at play is the hardest thing for pride-conscious, restrained adults to release from the depths of their being. Today, Jesus reminds you to become like a child in the presence of the child. Our world needs more today than the mere happiness of Christmas gifts. In fact, it needs now exactly what it needed thousands of years ago and ever will need, a joy that ignites the heavens, independent of circumstances, contagious enough to spread a holy infection from field to palace and everywhere in between. And where, my friends, will that joy come from? Save from you who have the maker of joy within you. May you be the bearer of that righteous germ this Christmas season among family and friends, peasant or king alike, with whom you have the privilege of sharing each day. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the Word of God as the Holy Spirit uses His Word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.